it really has bothered me when inauthentic people take microdosing and they're just manipulating money out of people by setting up these microdosing master courses and all this kind of stuff. I do recognize like mushrooms are incredibly powerful and so a little bit goes a long way. So it's good for me to check myself. It's very helpful that I have my ego checked in another way. It's not just in high doses that you can have your ego <laughs> put in check. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Psilocybin mushrooms are not new to the human experience. While they may seem like a recent discovery in mental health, these mushrooms have been considered sacred since the Paleolithic period for their ability to heal the human spirit and therefore the mind. Sanctuary Church is reviving the traditions of our ancestors for a modern world as a faith-based organization centered around the sacrament of sacred mushrooms for spiritual exploration and personal development. Sanctuary invites like-minded individuals to become a member and commune with us. Join us for Sunday Zoom service or a weekend sacred mushroom retreat in the beautiful Kentucky countryside. Visit P-S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y.org to become a member or for more information. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. I'm Courtney Rose. And I'm Merrick Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> Threw you off there, didn't I? <laughs> See how it's coming. Keeping me on my toes. Right. I need it today. That's right. Yeah, what, why, why today? You've been bouncing around. I've been bouncing around. I've been doing grocery shopping, mm-hmm. which I heard is actually quite a lucrative uh, career for people right now. Grocery shopping? Grocery shopping. Okay. Yeah. I got to the checkout at uh, Kroger and I uh, had my binder open, you know, because I'm getting ready for the the sacrament service weekend mm-hmm. and cooking for these great people coming in and had my binder open. I was looking all official and the, the cashier lady goes, Oh, are you, um, with, um, oh, I forget the name of the little company, but she's like, are you one of those shoppers that shops and people pay you to shop? Whoa. <laughs> and I said, Oh, what's that? Cause I'm interested hmm. in that gig. She's like, yeah, I was just talking to this lady yesterday who quit, quit her, uh, nursing job to start uh, shopping for this uh, company where people place orders at different places and you go and shop for them and they pay you. Wow. She's like, yeah, she was making $1,500 a week. Wow. Grocery shopping for people. Okay. And I thought, hmm, I like to grocery shop. Yeah. But might not all week. Yeah, might get old. Definitely would Micro get old. doses of I'm already over shopping. it from today. Yeah. <laughs> That was intense. Mm. I went to Costco first, which was uh, quite overwhelming. A little disappointing, too. Mm. I liked, I discovered that I much prefer my little big grocery store down the street versus my big, big Costco store. Yeah, that place is too much. Yeah. And for some people, a big, big dose of psilocybin is too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
No. You know, this is, uh, this is, uh, it's tough for me to talk about because I don't have a really, I don't know that I have a really balanced view here. I feel very strongly that the macro dose is what's best for the vast majority of people. Like if you had to choose one. Oh, definitely big dose. I mean, of course. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking about for like the population. Mm-hmm. Working with people and working with people who have microdosed, working with people who have microdosed and consistently seeing and feeling that the real and lasting benefit comes from a microdose. But today we want to talk about microdosing and we within that context we can talk about macrodosing as well. Uh, but microdosing is a big topic in the psychedelic community and I think it's worth some attention. Oh yeah, definitely. Anytime I bring up mushrooms these days, it's like, well, nine out of ten times somebody tells me, oh yeah, I've been actually doing that microdose thing or yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, it? When talk you, when about some, it. When somebody says that, when somebody says I'm, I'm microdosing, what's for, what pops in your head? Well, I used to roll my eyes kind of, or I would try not to Hmm. like, oh gosh, just a little more escapism for all of us Mm -hmm. is kind of what I would think like, oh, that's a great way to say that you uh, partake in the mushroom experience without actually going the distance is what I uh, used to think. And to some degree, I still feel that way. However, I'm appreciating more the microdose potential Um, because it does seem like it's a, it's a healthy thing to do. I mean, when I think about people taking supplements Mm -hmm. and all the supplements people take that there's no perceptual change um, and say you take like a immunity supplement, Mm -hmm. you're not going to, feel that immunity supplement kick in that day or the next day or the next couple of weeks. So if somebody is taking like a micro dose for overall health, Mm -hmm. uh, inflammatory health or general brain health, just to kind of help with those more subtle, Mm -hmm. um, ways the body is healing and, Mm -hmm repairing and all that jazz mm-hmm. yeah no, i can I've, see the benefit of it mm-hmm. I've, I've certainly opened up to it more um like yourself i resisted it early on because of the the hype and the like i met a lot of people i really want to say a couple of their names but i won't there's one <laughs> in particular that's just still on the fucking circuit just like mr man he's he's the man to go to about microdosing and like I know he's a, I know 100% that it's just like to be cool to make money to have like a reputation without having any real skin in the game so to speak mhm you've got me saying yeah. that you know that so to speak <laughs> you've been saying that a lot lately i've noticed on when I'm editing the podcast and now here I am saying it. Are you going to edit that out? No. no, no, no. <laughs> Are no, you no. editing me no. saying so to speak? No, I've definitely limited my 
micro editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it, had, it did. It drove me crazy. I mean, even Terrence McKenna, though, he was talking about this before microdosing was a thing. People taking little doses to say that they're psychedelic and not really, you know, really jumping in. Um, at the same time, as I mentioned the other day when we did our subtle sacrament dose, that I used to, when I was growing mushrooms a lot, you're breathing into the mic. Oh, wow. Uh, when I was when I was growing mushrooms <clears throat> in our closet, that, you know, every day or two, I would just take a nibble off of a cap, and that was before there was ever any talk about microdosing, and I did that not because I felt like I was getting a benefit out of it or because there was some... The, the Purely and simply, I did it because I felt like it was continuing my relationship with the mushroom. It was, mm-hmm. it was a way to commune with it, mm-hmm. um, not because it was a regimen of sorts. Uh, and I was doing really, really big doses really frequently mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, I feel like the microdose is definitely more beneficial when you have the macrodose experience. Like when, for me, for instance, this past weekend, when we had our subtle sacrament hike and mushroom hunt, mm-hmm. and I took that point, it was... I ended up eating probably, it was like 0.2 mm-hmm. grams mm-hmm. and it was ovoids. So a little bit stronger mm-hmm. than maybe most mushrooms that people are eating. Cubensis. Cubensis. Right. Um, but so when I took that dose, it, I felt it, I felt a subtle shift mm-hmm. in my circulation in my um just awareness sensations of my emotions and the people the people's emotions around me and it was very subtle but i felt that within 10 minutes mm-hmm. of taking the mm-hmm. microdose and uh immediately i remembered i started remembering i started having flashbacks of my macrodose experiences mm. which i felt like enhanced very much the microdose experience Hmm. just recalling the intensity of some of my past macrodose experiences uh enhanced the microdose i feel like so without that those macrodose experiences i don't know if the microdose would have been as yeah that's interesting powerful as i felt like it was Mm -hmm. and even for you i mean you really I'm so sensitive now though and that's what's really interesting to me um you know there's a most people say that there's a tolerance build up for psilocybin but what i've found over the years is that there initially was a tolerance build up uh or a comfort level with the experience or i don't know it used to be that three grams was three grams was three grams was three grams but now three grams is like six grams a half a gram can be like five grams uh, and that 2.25 ish that I took the other day was I was bright eyed and bushy tailed and it was yeah you were giggling and I could feel my mushroom personality like I you know I've been in mushroom land enough that I've I, I feel kind of the switch when I become mushroom Eric yeah you have a mushroom <laughs> Eric laugh 
yeah. which is very distinct. And I would like to record it and make it my <laughs> ringtone when you call. I thought about maybe we should do a microdosing podcast while we were microdosing. Whoa. But I feel like that would kind of be similar to my Courtney's in labor podcast attempt. Maybe it might be kind of fun to really do a dote to do a, a recording while we're just a little bit in there. Yeah, um, I'm I'm up to try it. But that's not today. We're here right now. No. Uh, so and it's also to be said that, you know, according to the scientific kind of perspective, a microdose is more like point one zero grams. Right. We were doing a, twice that much, which is still like such an. Such a much, very small dose, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for most people, uh, a threshold dose of like the ovoids is two and a half, three grams. Um, mm-hmm. And so to do a 0.2 grams is ridiculously small. And I was very surprised at how much I got out of it. At the same time, I wasn't because, well, like there's a whole lot that I could talk about here, but. Um, being around other people on mushrooms, mm-hmm. if I'm not on mushrooms, if I, if I have not eaten any mushrooms, the contact buzz that I get from being around people on mushrooms mm. is very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I kind of experience mushrooms sort of like a tuning fork in a ways where, you mm-hmm. know, when someone eats a mushrooms, then like bong, that tuning fork has been struck and mm-hmm. the vibrations send out. And right. uh, if there are other tuning forks in the area that are attuned to that vibration, then they will start to resonate as well. And that's how I experience myself. Uh, so <laughs> there's been a couple of times where I've come up on people who are on mushrooms. I'm like, ah, I know what you're, I know what you got in you because I now can feel it too. Uh, so I don't know if that intensity. Really? Like when oh, you're yeah. out in public? Uh, the last time I was in Jamaica, there were some folks that um, we were at that psychedelic conference and I hadn't taken anything. And then this uh, couple came and sat with us at the table. Mm-hmm. And within about three minutes, Mushroom Eric was there. And I was like, oh, shit, I know what y'all are doing. Because they, they were kind of like, they, were they being didn't a little, tell you. No, no. Whoa. Oh yeah, it's it's a there it's a language, it's a vibration, it's mm-hmm. it's something that you know you get accustomed to it, and you're like, oh, there you are. Yeah. So, you know, that's I wonder if I was experiencing that the intensity was because we were with a group of about ten people who were all on a microdose, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And that's the other thing about it is. With a microdose, if you doing it intentionally, just like a macrodose, I feel like for me is really important to do it intentionally and mm-hmm. that those you're mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. are on the same page about that. Mm-hmm. Because at least with, yes, we did double a, tra- or a traditional mm-hmm. <laughs> microdose, if there is clinical, such a thing, clinical yeah. microdose. Uh, Yeah, it was double that. So it was a little more noticeable than maybe the clinical one, but it was enough to feel emotions coming up Mm -hmm. and a level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. around that. Mm -hmm. And there was a time for me, and yes, I am very sensitive to a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but where I felt that feeling of, should I speak? Should I not speak? 
to this person mm-hmm. like a, like feeling their feelings mm-hmm. and feeling my feelings and also with you know our children there and Theo's four and he was going through some emotional waves just playing with other kids and just being a kid and falling down and getting hurt and just all those feelings are amplified and uh, even though it was a microdose, I felt like, gosh, like I, if I wasn't with a group of people that didn't know and weren't also like intentionally doing this for a benefit, mm. then I would feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. being here mm. with these people. Mm-hmm. Like if we weren't all on the same page about our intentions going into this, and that we could all talk to each other about this, mm-hmm. like, then I would want to get out of this group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like, okay, I can say, whew, I'm, I'm feeling this, uh, I'm feeling emotions coming up and uh, this is kind of strange. I don't know how to talk about it. Uh, is this okay? Like, is this situation okay? Are you feeling okay? Do you want to talk about things? You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Whereas if people weren't, if maybe nobody else was microdosing or maybe say it was a situation where I microdose in a group of people who are like drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. then it would not probably have been as enjoyable and beneficial. Or maybe if I would have mm. microdosed and gone to the grocery store, I would have wanted to like GTFO that yeah. situation. Yeah. I think basically what I'm trying to say is like don't underestimate the microdose as well, which Definitely. is I feel like is part of my hesitancy around microdosing is is not appreciating the like not having a respect for the mushroom mm. when microdosing, mm. like in uh, imbibing with the mushroom and not acknowledging its its power mm-hmm. and then being in a situation that you're not prepared for mm-hmm. and very uncomfortable with even though it's very subtle it can be enough if mm-hmm. you're going through a lot at the time or uh, you're with a group of people who you're realizing are not like maybe the safest people to be around emotionally or mm-hmm. so did you come away from an experience feeling like you gained anything or you had any insights to yourself or anything mm-hmm. like what what do you feel like was kind of the benefit of that microbes? yeah I walked away with insights about parenting Theo mm. okay our four-year-old I felt like I uh walked away feeling like I can back off a little bit from him. Mm. And as he was playing with other kids, seeing them work out issues within themselves or within, uh, between themselves Mm -hmm. and me feeling like I constantly wanted to intervene, Mm. like, don't do that. Do this, go over here. Like I constantly wanted to, to, try and mediate situations between him and other kids. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me not to, but I, a couple other parents encouraged me to let Theo and other kids work things out between Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you know, these weren't like major situations. Like there was no like physical violence going on between them or anything like that, but, uh, just sharing and playing together stuff. Mm -hmm. And I walked away feeling like Theo is a lot smarter than I give him credit for sometimes. Mm. What do you think? Do you think you would benefit from doing that regular regularly? I, uh, well, I don't know. I feel like I would like to do that more intentionally though. Mm -hmm. Not like it's kind of tempting when we have these experiences intentionally to feel like, Oh wow, I could do this like every night or uh, like around the house or I could do this. I could do this more Mm -hmm. while underestimating the container of the situation that we were in being very safe. Mm -hmm. So as long as there's that intentional container, I feel like I'd like to do that more maybe like once a month, Mm -hmm. I feel like would be helpful. What yeah, it about was a, you? It was a very good reminder to me um, just how good mushrooms are to us, really. Mm-hmm. And a reminder to me of how potent nature is, you know, being mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. forest um, around some big old trees and the water, big open sky, um, being barefoot for a while. Mm. Uh, was a really, really good reminder to me of how crucial nature is to our mental health. And I do wonder, I mean, I've done low doses and micro doses in public places and, um, those have proven beneficial as well because it's been an opportunity to kind of train my mind, uh, to remind myself to love my fellow man. Um, and, and I guess overall what the biggest one big takeaway that I had from it is that I have allowed my resistance to popular trends to prevent me from enjoying or benefiting from something that I know is good for me. Mm. Uh, you know, talking about boundaries last week and that's a sometimes helpful, sometimes unhelpful boundary that I have had is if it is popular, if it becomes part of pop culture that I don't want any part of it. Uh, Very resistant to a lot of the trendy stuff. And it really has kind of bothered me in a lot of ways when inauthentic people take microdosing and turn it into some form of profiteering and they're just kind of like, I don't know, manipulating people basically manipulating money out of people by setting up these microdosing master courses and all this kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do recognize like for one mushrooms are incredibly powerful. And so a little bit goes a long way. Um, Mm -hmm. and that 
you don't have to have a really overwhelming and powerful experience to have, you know, a powerful, impactful experience. So it's good for me to check myself. It's very helpful that I have my um, ego checked in another way, you know. Uh, it's your, it's not just in high doses that you can have your ego <laughs> put in check. Um, and it was also just such a valuable opportunity to just let go a little bit. We don't realize how much mm-hmm. on a regular basis, how much we, you know, have a guard up and how much we don't just just be goofy and be silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's an important part of psilocybin. We talk about it as a sacrament and I absolutely fully believe that it is an access point to our personal divinity to cosmic divinity and i also believe that life is full of humor i mean it's all a big joke and we run around acting like it's so serious (laughs) yeah that was one of the things that came up for me too just on that path Mm -hmm. that we were on Mm -hmm. at bernheim Mm -hmm. the giant trail Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Compared to, so we went to that trail a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And when we were walking that trail before, no microdose involved. I was a lot more uh, like intellectual about the thing. Like, oh, look at that tree. Look at how they planted that tree. And look at where, oh, wow, look at how this, uh, they have these giants uh, sculpt not sculptures, um, pieces, wooden sculpture, really big, incredible pieces of artwork, which is kind of like a a marketing thing to get people there, but they're really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was talking a lot about how did they make these? How, like, why are these here? What's the history behind these? And then when we went on that trail with the subtle sacrament, I was just, I couldn't even really go there. Mm -hmm. Like my, Mm -hmm. the mushroom wouldn't let me think too much about it. Mm -hmm. It was all feeling and just witnessing these giant human pieces of art was just kind of like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is ridiculous. The people were standing around like, hmm, very serious looking at them like, oh, yes, look at how they did this and look at how they did that. But our group was all just kind of like shaking our heads. Like this is pretty silly. I I am such a, uh, like a nerd in a lot of ways. Right. Or I'm I'm an identifier, like walk through the woods and there's a sassafras, there's a white Oak, there's a black Oak, there's a blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, uh, oh, tree, uh, leaf, uh, ooh, like who cares? Yeah, and it's I, all just kind of, it just doesn't matter. Hey, like who, your fucking out. names don't matter. Like it right. is what it feels like. Right. You know? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Well, and this, this brings up a, probably the most valuable thing that microdosing produces, um, which all of these, I think are indicators of this flow state being in a state of flow which is what most of us are not in most of the time. So, 
you know, anything that helps us get into a flow state and allows our thinking mind to quiet itself. And we just kind of like feel and experience life, listen to our intuition a little more, Mm -hmm. uh, is beneficial. Um, and so far, you know, I wouldn't say that I've found for me personally, microdosing to be really helpful in terms of, you know, long-term treatment for depression or anxiety or, um, you know, that kind of medical stuff. But when terms comes to being in a flow state and just shutting my prefrontal cortex down a little bit, uh, microdosing is really effective there. So, you know, I guess I want to apologize to, um, you know, some of those folks out there that have been microdosing proponents that I've been poo-pooing on. You're really on to something and you really deserve all of the popularity and all of the attention that you get. Um, and you're doing a great service to the world. So thank you very much for promoting microdosing. And while you haven't changed my mind, the mushrooms sure have. I just don't, I don't know that there's a ton that you can say about microdosing. That's the thing is like, again, you've got all these master classes and all this, you got, you go search microdosing and you're going to find a fucking hundred books on it. And you're going to find all these people that are going to mm-hmm. teach you how to microdose. And that's where to me, it gets schemey, you know, there's just not right. Yeah. It's, it's, it. it's, it's easy. I mean, it's easy. It's an easy way to to get your you're not you're not going to get a black belt microdosing i mean if you want to climb the the ladder of mastery with mushrooms like the microdose is that's yeah that's a good like half it's half a step to the first step i think that's a good point i think that's maybe what kind of rubs me the wrong way is that i don't know this is my own ego talking and i'm just going to be I'm just going to let it talk for a minute is that kind of fucking gets on my nerves when these people who are not experts in psilocybin are promoted as experts in psilocybin because you have can talk about microdosing for an hour does not make you an expert in psilocybin. And you know, this is, I've gotten annoyed even in the therapeutic community. You've got, how many therapists have we met that have taken two doses of mushrooms, like two, three gram doses of mushrooms, and then all of a sudden they're a psychedelic therapist? It's like, no, you're not. I'm sorry. You're not. Mm-hmm. The MDMA was the biggest one. For years before I had MDMA, people would come to me and they'd, oh, I'm a psychedelic therapist. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like, what do you work with? I'm like, MDMA. I'm like, okay. And I really couldn't say anything because I'd never taken MDMA, but I always thought, is that really a psychedelic therapist? I mean, like, how much skill does it take to be an effective therapist with MDMA? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I mean, to be an effective therapist, any therapist period, is a better therapist. It, you gotta be if somebody's on MDMA. Any therapist is a better therapist if their clients on MDMA. Period. MDMA is so fucking easy. Like, I guess maybe not therapists. I don't know. I mean, you're you're making some some generalities here i mean i i don't know i guess i can't say we can talk to some of our therapist friends who are well maybe i should make a distinction maybe i should make a distinction between therapist and guide or sitter or whatever role that i've taken on in psilocybin space right i don't consider myself a therapist um i've 
I'm pretty good inside the psilocybin space and I'm pretty good at helping people process psilocybin experiences. And when people talk to me about, I guess that maybe that's the distinction because when people talk to me about being a psychedelic therapist, I think about someone holding space in the psychedelic session. And that's really not really what a therapist, a therapist, we've talked about this in podcasts before. Like, yeah, it's a different it's role a different altogether. Role. Um, but that's what a lot of times people say is like, I'm a psychedelic therapist, meaning that they, they're a therapist that sits with people while they take psychedelics and they'll lump. Is that what that means? It is a lot of times. And they'll lump MDMA and ketamine under that. And even popularly, MDMA and ketamine are being lumped under a psychedelic therapy. And mm, yeah, that's a little incorrect. They're not, arguably. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I, I have the same kind of chip on my shoulder. I'm just being really honest here. When people say that they're like a microdosing expert or they're an MDMA therapist, I'm just like, how fucking hard is your job? You know, like, oh, you're a microdosing expert. You tell someone how to take a 0.1 or 0.2 grams of mushrooms and you know, and then have like some like basic coaching skills behind that. Or if you're an MDMA <laughs> therapist, it's like you're a therapist. You ask people questions, you give them a drug that makes them like so empathic that just opens up their emotional selves. And then you ask some questions like, well, you're that's, that's easy. Bottom line is first time I did MDMA was when we were in Jamaica walking through a street, you know, a street right. party of like MDMA, MDMA while out with music and other people is very different than MDMA sitting there with a therapist. And, well, when asking you and I, questions you and I have about, taken MDMA and had like and sat and had kind of therapeutic conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm saying how fucking hard is it to like and um, maybe I'll get some people screaming at me. That's I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, like come the fuck on like having a group of, of 10 people on psilocybin versus having a group of 10 people on MDMA. It's like very different. It's just Definitely. like a walk in the fucking park, man. Right. So I don't know. I mean, Definitely. I guess, I guess I, I guess I'm like, I don't know. I'm being, I'm being an arrogant bastard here and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry at the same time because there is such a minimizing of what it means to, hold space in psilocybin it's a hard fucking job especially when you're getting into some heavy doses with some heavy trauma and crazy weird shit comes up and so people that are being perceived as experts in psychedelic wellness and psychedelic therapy who don't have any real fucking skin in the game it just it just irks under my fucking skin and that is part of the reason that i have personally pushed back against microdosing and it's unfair. It's unfair to the mushrooms. It's unfair to the benefit that comes from microdosing. I'm not sure that it's unfair to the people that are, you know, making a name for themselves, speaking at conferences and writing books about microdosing that is like, you know. Yeah. Well, they can go on and write their books and talk their talk. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, people aren't going to feel comfortable asking them to hold space. Well, I wonder, them I wonder my question is, as time goes on, are are we going to see people using microdosing as a form of escape, as an easy way out, as like having a beer or a cup of coffee? Or are we going to see people moving further in towards, is microdosing going to lead people towards macrodosing? 
if microdosing leads people to macrodosing mm-hmm. and getting real lasting, deep psychological, spiritual benefit, then amen. If microdosing just becomes or continues to be this kind of fad that people take a gram, half a gram of mushrooms and they use it as another form of escapism, then then no, that's not cool. Right. I am inclined to feel like it is more likely to lead people to explore a bigger dose than the alternative. Probably. I mean, I hope so. Based on my experiences with, I mean, I guess depends Uh, on what are you talking, like true microdosing, we're talking about 0.10 grams where it's like like barely, you barely even... You can't even really feel much of anything. I mean, maybe, I mean, I probably would feel like a little, little bitty something with that. But the people that I've spoken with, which is a lot of people who have said they're interested in a bigger dose because they've had lots of micro doses and it's just leading them to be more curious mm-hmm. about what a bigger dose would be like, but they are nervous about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I would rather people be micro dosing with mushrooms than not engaging with the mushroom at all. Oh, 100%. And I'd rather people, you know, or I am like totally cool. And like if people are taking a half a gram of mushrooms instead of drinking two or three beers, like that's good too. That's much better for your body and better for your mind. Uh, and better yeah. for environment and society and in all the ways. But just don't walk around saying you're a fucking mushroom master because you microdose every week. That's just I, not. You're just asking for it. I do take issue just, with that. I do take issue with that. Um, and again, I'm you know how much of this is my own just kind of chip on my shoulder about somebody about something being popular. You know, um, I'm. I'm totally willing to admit that I'm just being a, you know, stuck up jackass right now. And I think that in a lot of ways I am. Um, but I also think that there is like, you know, real validity. We don't want psychedelics becoming an escapist drug. I love coffee, but coffee was a very sacred like plant for a very long time. Chocolate was a very sacred. And I'm not sure that we use chocolate in the best ways. You know, cacao is a very sacred and very powerful plant. Tobacco, the same way. Tobacco is a very sacred and very powerful healing plant. But because we have turned it into a, you know, just everyday thing, then it's lost a lot of its power. And I think it's worth having a conversation around the possibility of microdosing having the same effect. Cannabis, look at cannabis. Cannabis is such a super powerful drug that is just kind of like everywhere now and it's not being valued for its real potential because it's just you know turned into an everyday all day thing mhm you can't you can't do that with 3 or 4 grams of mushrooms you can't take 3 or 4 grams of mushrooms and just like go hang out every day and like like the way people smoke pot and go to work or drive a car or yeah whatever, i mean i know? couldn't even but that's the thing is like that dose that we did, that subtle sacrament dose that we did a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that and do uh, tasks that involve 
critical thinking and like problem solving mm-hmm. type of tasks. Like that's not what that is for. I mean that I, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I would, I might try, but then I would fail. I would just. So I wonder what, it, I wonder what it would be like if you took a point one gram. Yeah. I don't know. Be like in try and work. I just, I just feel like I'm I feel like I'm contradicting myself here and that's okay. Um, you know, we're just figuring shit out. There's been multiple times that I've taken point one gram and point two grams and I'm like, Oh damn, I should do that more. I feel really good. I feel really in the flow, I feel really nice. Um Yeah, you walked away from that dose the other day and said, I definitely need more? to be doing that more. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So I guess I'm just... Mm. Can you imagine if everyone in the world like put down alcohol and instead microdosed? Yeah. Say if everyone reduced the amount they drank by one drink mm-hmm. every, say, day mm-hmm. and did a microdose instead. Yeah, that would be a like good thing. that would help would, the world. That would be a good thing. Yeah. So... I don't know. What's my problem? Can you tell me why I'm such an asshole? <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> the why question is not one that I am in favor of, but mm-hmm. I, well, it, so for, what? you know, props for recognizing that, that the microdose has potential and this could be possibly an ego situation that you're having right now Mm -hmm. Uh, so props Mm -hmm. to you for that (laughs) uh i think i feel like it's understandable though that you feel this way because you your method of operation has been with macro doses and working with people who are really trying to get to the bottom of some some really deeply embedded trauma and to do that with a microdose just isn't happening. And I feel like you're coming from a place of knowing the power of a bigger dose and seeing how, how much that can bring to light and comparing that to a microdose um, is just clearly not nearly as powerful of an experience so i can understand coming from it from that perspective like why would you do a microdose when you could do a macro dose and get so much more out of it however that's kind of like saying why would why wouldn't you run a marathon why why would you go for a five minute jog when you could go for a five mile jog you know no it's a good point i I really think that the root of all of my resistance towards microdosing has been the um popularization by people who i know are not really psychedelic like they're not like most of the people who are out there really pushing the microdosing scene Mm -hmm. are not really psychedelic people they're just like they're just like wearing a psychedelic hat and 
I don't know, as someone who has been deeply embedded in this culture and who has been, you know, an advocate for decades. Um, yeah, it's just... You want more it, props. It's not, that, it's not that I want more props. It's that I want less props for the people who aren't really doing the fucking work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's well, what it is. I don't, it's yeah, like there's plenty of people to... out there that are kicking ass and doing really hard work and are really supporting people. And meanwhile, we've got like 25 year olds who are, you know, up on stage talking about their vast majority of experience in psychedelics because they've done microdosing for three years. That's kind of how it goes, though, right? I mean, generally speaking, in most professions, the people that are on the ground doing the fucking crazy work are not the ones. Yeah, I guess on they're stage too talking busy. about yeah, it. Yeah, they're too busy to be out there dog and pony they're actually doing the work so yeah so you i mean you could do that if you wanted to you know just be on stage and talking mm -hmm. about yeah. doing the work maybe one day yeah. no i don't give i don't really give a shit i mean i'm ha i like i do enjoy talking publicly about psilocybin or about mushrooms i've done a fair amount of public speaking around it it's just that i and this is like a childhood thing like i go back and i can remember like being so just like grating on my nerves the like the pe the people who weren't really doing anything getting so much attention and credit like you know my little fucking catholic high school of class of graduating class of like 35 people you know it's like the three basketball players who were like not doing anything were like you know got all the fucking credit and I mean, it's yeah, just society. Well, I mean, but it's just it's society wide that I struggle with this issue. And uh, you know, again, this podcast is turning into a therapy session for me. But <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, society wide, I, it's it's frustrating as shit to see you know people who have not really been grinding, getting so much credit and reaping like financial rewards and, and all. which one would you rather be which person well i'm the person that i am and i guess that i just should just shut up and allow it to be <laughs> and not be frustrated or anything it's really tough thing, you, though. you can be that person if you want to yeah no you can I be know. that I person be. that's could be. going and, around talking I'm, about what you think you know mm -hmm. or your guesses about mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and what you think people want to hear versus yeah, you know, actually no, telling right. people that well, you see who I want to be because that's who I am being uh, and that's who they want to be. And like, here's the thing, Eric, have you not learned how many times have you not seen in your big fucking macro doses that you think you learned so much from? Have you not <laughs> seen that everything is fucking perfect? It's all one big beautiful organism doing its thing so why do you give a shit if there is a 20 something out there that is you know drawing attention to microdosing let it happen let it be it's all part of the process it's all part of the program so stop your whining be grateful and give that person a pat on the back thank you small schmoshson <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I won't say, tell who, say who his name is, but his initials are Paul Austin. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> a buddy of mine 
used to do that in grade school. He'd say, I'm not going to tell you who their name is, what their name is, but their initials are Eric Osborne. <laughs> oh, shit. It's kind of funny. Thanks, Paul. We yeah. love you. Yeah. Keep up the good work, Paul. And everybody else that's out there promoting microdosing. And at the same time, like people promoting microdosing without really having experience and like that's real fucking dangerous. So I would way rather have someone out there promoting microdosing that doesn't know what they're doing than promoting microdosing and not know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully it's been a, uh, you know, an enjoyable conversation that's allowed me to come to some kind of reconciliation with my frustrations with pop culture <laughs> <laughs> yes i very much enjoyed being your therapist today <laughs> <laughs> and just kidding i got some therapy too all right till next time till next time and the beating of the drum